story. Welcome to Pilot Boys, the podcast about TV shows, pilots, TV pilots. Uh, <laughs> my name is Caesar. I am your host. Today, I have my lovely assistant and friend and assistant? guest. Assistant, but Excuse like in, you? in a good way, like uh, like a magician. I'm the magician. Uh, ox, ox. In this scenario, Aki's. So my boy for today, my extra boy for today is Karen. Karen's been on the pod many times, and she's my favorite guest, but don't tell anybody. But you say that about every guest. Uh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> this episode, we are doing a recap of everything that we missed for the year. That includes anything that came out this year, good and bad. And we're also going to do a favorites of the year of 2019, new shows that came out in 2019. And we'll also do our favorites of the decade. We originally had planned to get kind of everybody who's been on the pod to rattle off their favorites, but we didn't have enough time and it didn't yeah. pan out. And it would have taken a lot of effort. Yeah, on everybody's way more effort. Part. But I mean, I, I, I wanted to kind of look at some of the stuff that we had missed because there was so much that I wanted to cover, but... Uh, I think next year we'll do a little bit more of like grouping because that helps kind of rattle off or kind of like get everything out instead of just doing one episode on, on one show that we didn't even care about as much sometimes. Yeah. Let's get but there's started. There's also so much, you know, there is. even if we try and organize. It is true, which is tough because like there's like a fucking new TV show every yeah. week. If you listener have any suggestions on what we should do this next year in terms of organization. That'd be great. Yeah. And then uh, I think f the next episode next year, we're going to do kind of what we did last year, which is what we're excited for in the upcoming year. And also when we get to the portion, I I'm doing a lot of signposting as Richard Parks called it. But at the end of the, at, also in this episode, I do want to talk about the ones that we had predicted that we were excited for at the beginning of the year, and they came out and we watched them and see how they measured up. Watchmen was the winner for sure. That's a <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler alerts. Spoilers. You're moving real far exactly, ahead, yeah. Doctor Manhattan. Well, yeah, I don't perceive time. I don't know if you knew that. Um, it's like the biggest meme. Truly. So we'll start with a category that I just made up on the spot. Which is YA or young adult wet dream. And the two that we have are The Politician and Looking for Alaska. Which one do you want to start with? Let's go with actually I guess they're about the same age, right? Yeah. I think we have the most to talk about looking for Alaska. Yeah. That was a fuck do you wanna open like that? Do you wanna open with Looking for Alaska? I don't know. Let's get it out of the way. All right. Okay, so Looking for Alaska is the new Hulu show that is an adaptation of the, the John, Green John Green book. Right off the bat, you and I were not fans <laughs> of this But why show. are you calling it a YA wet dream? Because it was like, he was such an era, you know? Like, he 
he was like the voice of like the Tumblr generation, I want to say. Yeah. Like the kind of like the Tumblr girl. I'm generation. sad or like I'm smart, but like I have it, it's like this chip on their shoulder kind of shit. I don't and know. And I read. Exactly. Like that's that's the meme is that like have you ever heard of books? <laughs> Which is annoying. And then also like there's it's this story centered around this kid who's depressed who meets this girl who's supposedly gonna like save him in like the classic manic pixie dream girl thing but it was just super corny it was like annoying and i don't know nothing about it worked for me yeah and then what bothered me one of the things that bothered me the most was that they're in fucking alabama and there's one black dude which is like this is ridiculous yeah but i mean but it is to you know be specific it is based in a like a boarding school essentially yeah like a camp school like you need money to go in there yeah, and like it, he's a scho- he's like a scholarship student. Yeah, but it like still. Yeah, no, still. Still fucking annoying. Like he's not the only black person in Alabama. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that like this speaks to that era, like Fault in Our Stars. Uh, what's the other one? Paper Towns. Like John Green was that guy, and he's interesting because he was like in YouTube, like he was a YouTuber, and he transitioned to being mm-hmm. a writer. But, like, he he was peddling this bullshit, man. What the (laughs) fuck was this? I don't like this at all. Yeah. I mean, I think this falls in line with, like, 13 Reasons Why. In that they were, like, based on books that came out in the early 2000s. Like, hyper-emotive teens? Yeah. Melodrama bullshit? Yeah. I feel like this this was, like, like, at this point, Perks of Being a Wallflower had already ran. And this one, like, tripped over and fell. In that analogy. Anyway, anything else you have to say about that show? I wanted to say like a like a quirky quote to the stay one that in line. you like personally say all the I time. I say it all the time, and I hate that they used it here. The main character, his name is Miles, and when he introduced himself, he's like, "My name is Miles," and his his friend is like, "Like Miles to go before you sleep." Oh my fucking god! All right, that's it. Let's let's try this. <laughs> All right, so next show, The Politician. This is the new Ryan Murphy show. I think it's the first of his Netflix deal. Yeah. How did you feel <laughs> about this one? This one was like another one that I... It wasn't... I don't think it was bad necessarily. I just... I found myself... It was hard for me to care about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. It was just kind of like... It felt too... You know what it meant? It felt like, it felt like a... Like it was, it was going for like this amoral person, like an amoral kind of look at politics and like doing everything you have to do to get elected. But at the same time, like it just felt dry to me. Like, like it House of Cards, but for teenagers. Yeah, but in high that, school, I think that's a good way to put it. And also like Glee. Yeah, because <laughs> he fucking sings in it. Like yeah, <laughs> that felt so out of place to me. And it's also like very strange. I feel like the show, in this weird way. Is like this white person's wet dream about, and like, even though he is kind of this amoral kid, I feel like he still kind of idolized Reagan. Like he's just like Reagan essentially created the modern president presidency, and mm-hmm. just like ugh. movie star president. Yeah, which is just like you can that like, says a lot about the politics of this kid and like what he thinks matters most. Yeah, which I mean, it, it was hard. Like it was hard for me to get into it because I just. I didn't care about the characters at all. It reminds me so much of Glee. And I really loved Glee. 
when I first saw it, and then it went on for too long. Yeah. But like everybody in Glee, they all have like a rhythm to the way they talk, right? Like yeah. they don't talk like actual people. They just like talk at each other. Yeah. And like they try to be like sassy and like smart ass. But like quippy. Nobody actually talks like that. Nobody there actually sounded like a person. Yeah. It's like a less interesting Diablo Cody or something. Yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow was just Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. She was, yeah, she literally, what did she fucking say? She didn't even pay attention to like his, he was like crying. Yeah, like he had just been through like her son, her adopted son. In the first episode, yeah. Had just been through a very like traumatic experience. And she was just like, oh, well, have you heard of Goop? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to rub this stone on yourself? Yeah. Also, it bothered me that this show was so bankrolled by Netflix. Like it was all over the fucking place. It was a very pretty show, like very lush. Yeah. It looked good. It's just, it wasn't for me. I didn't care for it. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So the next category we have is shows for old people. I mean, we're not ages at, at the Pilot Boys studios. But, but this we're is, old people. But this is very like, you know, like these were targeted for kind of that audience. Or, to I, like, no, I don't, you know, I think that that is a wrong genre, I guess. You think so? Name for it. I think it's like shows for people that think they're mature. Okay, see, this is where this is where I'm getting it from. So, if there was categories, if if you were to think about the way that like movies that get Oscars, and like the kind of categories that like Academy voters vote for, I feel like these two are very much in line with that because it's it's literature that's popular, and it's also another show about old Hollywood and like you know semi autobiographical yeah like it's 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 about hollywood in some way whether that's through broadway or f- movies whatever so i felt like this was very like they're good these these the, both of these shows were good but they're very kind of safe in that like they're pretentious yes they're pretentious shows yeah i think so actually you know i think catch me too is not that pretentious i think that a person that is pretentious would like it yeah okay so let's start with fossey verdon which is the FX show about Bob Fosse, the choreographer and director, and his muse. Gwen Verdun. Yeah. The actress. So it starts off like at the end, towards the end of his career, and he's like going to go to some ceremony. He's like dressed up, and then it just kind of goes through his life. It was super well shot, kind of like time skippy. Yeah. And like just, and it was just kind of a very. It felt safe, but also like a really well done kind of safe thing about Hollywood. It felt like a movie. Yeah, it like really it, did. It felt like a straight up movie. Truly. And fucking Sam Rockwell was great in it. Michelle Williams. Yeah. And then. Uh, so good. Yeah. So like they're essentially. It's, like unfa- it's unfair. In the first they're episode, they're showing how they shot a cabaret. And uh, Sweet Charity. Yeah. I feel like this is also in line thematically with like what's going on in a lot of movies, which is like kind of figuring out your place in Hollywood versus like when he started Bob Fosse in the show, he was like, oh, you know, like people didn't like my first movie. So like now I got to prove myself like it's it's kind of that finding out your place. It also started, I think, at an odd point. You also have to like know a lot about like the history behind them. You have yeah. to know who they are. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, because Hollywood loves to jerk itself off, which yeah. is like, this This felt like that kind of show. Like, it didn't start at the beginning of their careers. Yeah. It had started when they were already kind of like midway through their career. Which I like. I thought that was a good choice. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and then the, like, I thought the dancing was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. 
everything like it was it had like his 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 childhood where he was kind of like he had about a bad like trauma or but it was yeah this one was a lot of like I mean, he's an anti-hero no like he's just like it's a deep dive into these two in this relationship and like yeah. how I, w- I don't know if it's parasitic but like symbiotic symbiotic at times but like they they both were very talented and drew from each other in some ways but that's pretty much all I had to say. Anything yeah. else you want to say about it? Mm, it's very good. It, it's so good. Yeah. That yeah, like I, just, I again, like I think it's unfair. This is the equivalent so to me of like a HBO miniseries. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on. So, Catch Twenty Two, the adapted Hulu show about Joseph Heller's kind of masterpiece literature, whatever. And it stars the guy from uh, fucking from Girls. From Girls, What's Charlie. Charlie from Girls. Yeah, he was fucking great though. Yeah, I like that guy. He's a good, he's a really good actor. He, I've said this a thousand times, but he reminds me of Kit Harrington. Like a cheap, like a knockoff. Oh really? no, I wouldn't say he's cheap. I just think they could be brothers. But like, but of, I think he's probably the better actor. <laughs> out of the two, for sure, he's like. Do you think that Kit Harrington is a good actor? Uh, not necessarily. He's kind of, he's just kind of dry. Christopher Abbott, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, that's his name. Christopher Abbott. Starring Christopher Abbott. It's this show about, like, World War, World War II, II and, like, trying to get discharged. It's, it's it's essentially, like, the sentiment of, like, not wanting to be a, at war, which is an interesting show. I don't know what it says about the current politics, like, the current political climate, but... I thought as soon as I saw George Clooney was in it, I was like, "Oh, this is a perfect fucking fit." Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I knew that character. And he what I liked about the show is like it did. It took it didn't take the war as seriously. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it made it very funny, but it not not like a cheesy way where it was yeah. just like it's like dark humor, yeah, cynical, sarcastic, all of those words, but also like super stylized, yeah. Like everybody looks really crisp. It has like this like uh, greenish, yellowish hue yeah. to it. I don't know. I noticed that. And then like all, I, I don't know. I th- and everybody I think th- talks very fast. Yeah, they I talk- didn't understand half of the things you were saying. Would this be like beatnik? Is that the? I get. Well, aren't beatniks like anti? War. Like uh, what are they? Uh, like counterculture. Yeah. So I guess these guys aren't. But they were drafted, so. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know enough about this time period. And I don't know enough about this book because I didn't read it. Yeah, I read the book and I really enjoyed it. But, I mean, obviously, one of the things I I, I liked most was the the kind of, like, madness of war. And, like, there are some, like, crazy elements. Like, when he... So, they're, they're in the Air Force and they, like, have to fly these missions. And he sees this guy kind of, like, get blown up. And like he kind, the guy kind of lands on the plane, and like you don't know if it's real or not, but it it fucks him up, and like also like you get the gravity of of death in in war, which was great. So like I felt like they were playing with a lot of real issues involved with war, but also treated it with some levity, mm-hmm. which really helped yeah. make it digestible. I think. Yeah, definitely. And then, fucking George Clooney was great. <laughs> they were all good. Yeah. Is the book, is Catch-22 where the saying comes from? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's where it comes from. Mm, I didn't know that. It's just like the, for those who don't know, it's just like, the only one of the ways to get discharged is to say that you're crazy. But how would you have the wherewithal to say that you're crazy? Something like that. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. You can get discharged if you're crazy. Yeah. But if, if you, you say, you're, say crazy, you're crazy, then you're not crazy. Because you have the wherewithal to know that you're not crazy. Yeah. So that's the catch-22. Which, again, is, is like this circular logic kind of shit. Mm-hmm. If you liked um, uh, the War one, the Stanley Kubrick movie, Doctor Strange Love, this is very much in line with that. Like, this is that's that anti-war sentiment, but it also, like... Made it very satirical. Mm-hmm. Almost absurdist. Yeah. All right. You want to move on? Yeah. Okay. So the next category I have is Widows, which these are two kind of opposite shows, but about two widows. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they're completely opposite. They, they have nothing in common besides that their they widowers. They have widows, yeah. So the first one is Unicorn with Walter Goggins. It's a CBS show that's a comedy about this dad... And his kids, who his wife had recently died, and he's trying to get out there and date more. Yeah, and he's a unicorn because he's like committed to his family. Like he's just essentially like a good guy. Kind yeah. Of shit. So how did you feel about this one? I was. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. But um, I mean, it had its drawbacks. It's I think not very funny. <laughs> it was. It was sometimes funny. There were a few times where yeah, you laughed. It had its moments. But like. It was just like a lot of antics. Yeah. Like there were like with these kinds of things, like people never act like they like people. Yeah. They just act like let's just get to the next like like the zaniness. Yeah. Or whatever. But I, I think one of the things that you and I both felt was like how charismatic or how like fun it was to watch Walter Goggins. Yeah, because I, I we've only ever seen he's, him as like a Oh, he's such a piece asshole. of shit. Like even in Righteous Gemstones, which yeah. we reviewed earlier this year. He was such a piece of shit. I've now. never seen him as a likable guy. And yeah. he's so likable. Super likable. Which probably is like what makes it easy for us to like him as like an asshole. Yeah. Because we just like him. He's just a good actor. Yeah. But yeah, this one was, was cool. Like, I, I, I think it was heartwarming at times, kind of funny at times, but also just like, I don't know. There's nothing that special about it. I don't know if I would keep watching. Yeah. It was way. It was much better than I expected, but I don't know if it was good enough for me to like want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? I kind of want to keep watching, but also I don't have to. Mm. Like maybe once the season is over, I'll yeah. throw it on. Something like that. Mm-hmm. The way it was shot was very strange. Yeah, the editing was like, fucking. It was super very fast. very bad. Yeah, it was not. It was distracting. Yeah. But I really like the little girls, like his daughters. Yeah. I actually think they were they were cute. Yeah. They were cool. Yeah. All right. And then next is Dead to Me. We, I really liked this one. This one was the Netflix. show, the Netflix show with Christina Applegate. Christina, Christina Applegate and the lady from Freaks and Geeks. I don't fucking know her. her. M- Melody. It's a, it's Italian. Something like that. She's in so much, dude. I always forget her fucking name. Her name is Linda... Cardellini. Cardellini? Cardellini. I feel like I've been pronouncing it this whole time as Cardinelli. And fucking James Marsden is in it. This one was good, and I think... I'm trying to figure out if it was that good because of the twist. 
But I don't think so, because I think the twist was just like a little extra bonus, because it was really well shot. It was really fun to watch. It was it was cool to see them like develop this relationship because mm-hmm. so one of the character the main character Christina Applegate's character she she loses her husband in like a car in, yeah in a hit and run accident something like that and she goes to the support group for people who are widowers and then she meets this like this woman who is very friendly to her we experience a loss it's a grieving support group yeah uh yes sorry anyways and then they become friends and like. They just kind of, like, really like each other and, like, yeah. hanging out. Right off the bat, she seems kind of suspicious because she, like... She's, like, overly, you know, like... Overly friendly. One of the things that stood out to me was, like, I think anything that has to do with support groups, I think a fight club. Yeah. So, like, when she was so quick to kind of, like, offer herself emotionally, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, yeah, she's suspicious. Yeah. But also, like, you know, because it's grief... Grief manifests itself differently in, in different people. So, yeah. like, you can kind of give her a pass. Also, you, you get, like, you get lulled by her kind of charisma into mm-hmm. not thinking she's suspicious. She's very likable. Yeah, super likable. And I think Christina Applegate is great, especially when she's, like, portraying, like, an angry person. Yeah. Ugh, the... That she listens to, like, screamo, Fucking, like, yeah, death, like metal. death metal. Or <laughs> I love that guy. There's so many little details that were just so great. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to finish this one. Mm-hmm. And there's mystery. Um, there's just like a lot going on into mm-hmm. like grief, but also like there was a lot of like sharp humor. I think like some of the times that she was like talking shit in support groups or like the support group in general was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like the guy introduces himself and he's just like, yeah, so one thing about me is. uh, What I experienced was my aunt died recently or something. It was some like brutal yeah. tragedy. And he she fell down off. the stairs trying to get. Trying to get me a soda. Yeah. And he played it, like, very straight. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's what really stands out about it, is that they're not afraid to talk about death like that. Yeah. And that is, like, jarring, yeah, but also, like, very refreshing. Because it's not a dramedy. It's more a drama with comedic elements that, like, really, really heighten everything, I yeah. think. Like, they really it really works as, like, this, like, nice little sprinkle mm-hmm. to help lighten things up yeah all right and then so the next category we have is horror which is only one but i really dug it it's, it was it's a new apple plus show by i forget i forget the guy's name but, but M. M. Night Shyamalan Shyamalan is was directing it the, yeah he's kind of like the name tied to it yeah the guy who created his name is joe joe mama Whoa. Joseph Lousy. 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 Joseph Lousy. Oh, no, that's not even that. That's the fucking... It's a dir- this is that's a, <laughs> it's a, a 1963 movie. Uh, <laughs> that's not the one that I am looking for. That was a mistake. It was created by Tony Basgallop. What else has he done? I don't care. But the mm. premise of the show is... There is this, they hire this nanny to take care of this child, but you find out that the child has died and she's using this, like, kind of synthetic, like a like a fake child, but that looks very real-ish, but also not. And she's using that as therapy because she, that mm-hmm. child recently died. Yeah. And her husband thinks it's a load of shit, but the nanny is, like, really into it. Like, she's really, like, she takes care of him. Or whatever. You know who the nanny is? Who? Marcella from Game of Thrones. Which one's Marcella? Which one's Marcella? 
the which one's Marcella? Ah, <laughs> so, uh, Cersei's daughter. Oh. she's on. She's only on for like an episode. Yeah. But, I mean, interesting. Fun fact. Yeah, but this one was. I really dug it. Like it was really well done. It was the best I've seen from M Night in a while. Like there was a lot of like super close up, like really, really. It tight. was very M Night. Yeah. Like very, very him. Very tight close ups. Very like behind the back watching tv shots my god the house the house is a character by itself yeah the house had like because it, it's all right so the husband is he describes himself as a bon vivant and he's the just worst. like a dude who like consults for chefs right like, off the bat you hate him yeah you hate him and it's it's a dude from from black mirror, black the, mirror. The, the, fir- the first season the first season the the episode where memory, like they can not rewind the memory or whatever game. yeah anyway so he like doesn't like the the girl because he thinks she's like stupid because she's into religion. He's just like trying to drink wine because he's an alcoholic. And then there's like spooky elements, but as you said, the house is super fucking like sp- like spooky and spacey, mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of like you never watched the others, good right? Use of it. No, I haven't. I feel like it kind of reminds me of that because in that the house also plays a very important role in the yeah. movie. But yeah, this one was really good, and then it it ends with like. A horror element that makes you want to keep watching. Yeah, honestly. but not a supernatural horror element. At least, not yet. I mean, maybe it could yeah. be supernatural, but like the scares weren't necessarily there. It's more like anticipation, yeah. which is which is good for a horror show, especially like if you think about like how movies kind of open up. They don't really like show you the scary thing right away. It's about build up, and mm-hmm. I think that the first episode was really good at kind of building that anticipation yeah because i mean it's even kind of like a misdirection because right off the bat you see the doll and you think that that is going to be the scary thing because it's fucking horrifying it's so terrifying but it's not that it's just like it's the people that are terrifying yeah i'm excited to see m night kind of like doing tv now yeah i mean i've always been a big fan of the good thing about that is he kind of set the style for the show so like, I mean, a lot of auteurs kind of have done that for TV, like House of Cards and shit like that. So that's exciting to see, especially because this is like one of the new Apple Plus shows. So I'm glad to see that he's, he's out there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. The next category is superhero. <laughs> you want to introduce him? So you, which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about... Let's just go in order. Oh. Whatever is there. Okay. Doom Patrol. Okay. So, what, uh, tell us what it's about. I don't even know where it's on. Where is it on? It's on the DC app. Oh. It is the DC original once they, like, launch their, their shit. Mm. So, it's kind of like a like a band of misfits. Yeah. With strange powers or supernatural powers of some way. Very, like, uh, League of Extraordinary or, like, X-Men-ish. I always think of X-Men whenever there's, like, a group of yeah. misfits coming yeah. together. Even Runaways a little bit. Yeah. But not as YA-ish. But, like, and they're, it's, like, very tragic. They're very tragic figures. Like, yeah. they were, like, at the peak of their career. Or, yeah. You know, they had really promising futures, and then something kind of traumatic happened. And I think a lot of them, for the most part, or three of them are have their tragedy involved, like, self-obsession one of them was like mm. he thought he was the best like he was a car car driver nascar thing and then he died becomes a robot or he gets into an accident becomes a robot 
The other one is this this lady who's like super vain. An she's an actress. She's super vain, and she doesn't want this one director. She gets him fired. And then the other dude, it's a air like he's a he's trained to be an astronaut, right? Yeah, or... something like that. Well, that one's not as much about self obsession, but I mean, but kind of there like, is. Yeah, he thought he was the best. Yeah, and even in the show, it's framed as he was the best. Yeah, except for this one thing that he could have not predicted. Even the 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 so there's a narrator who's also we find out to be kind of like the villain. He's kind of into himself too, and like yeah. he's like fuck these guys. Yeah. I mean, I think it had a lot going for it, and it felt like a, in some ways, and this is this might be mean, it felt like a pilot that was still being worked on. Like some of the the, the CGI elements were kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Some of the kind of like seeing the robot kind of talk without like his lips moving or anything. It just it just felt it was there was like some awkward moments, but. It was great to see Brendan Fraser again. Yeah, I'm super excited to see him again. And then I was, missed him. I think was, everybody did, right? It was cool to see Alan. The girl. Oh, Alan Tudyk's great, but what's the girl from Diane Orange? Girl. Yeah, it was cool to see her. Right, her name is Diane Girl. And then I feel like the character design for Matthew Bomber's and Ma- character was Matt, dope. Yeah. I really like that. I actually think it's interesting that like he's, he's such a good-looking dude. Yeah, I was thinking that. Too. I mean, I think it's like. I mean, it's fun. It's fun that they decided to do yeah. that. They made like the uh, like the, the guy who's like the most handsome not be present. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel like there is a lot of that. Like especially because Brendan Fraser is kind of a, a he used to be a draw and like they basically hit him. Like he's not very visible except when like he still has his body or whatever. I mostly liked it. It was enjoyable to watch. But it seems like he's the heart of the show. Brendan yeah, Fraser's character. For sure. Which I think is really cool, and I'm excited to. I I want to continue watching it. Yeah, I'd keep watching just, it. Just just because of Brendan Fraser, I'm happy to see him. It felt like an okay. early Netflix show where like they still didn't know mm. how to make as much like TV yeah. as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it reminds me of something. I can't remember. I feel like this is also the show we haven't had that much time to think about because we yeah, just watched. We it. just watched it right now, like <laughs> right ago. before this. But um, I, there were things. There was there's a lot of little hiccups. Yeah. That. Like you said, like if they had been given more time, probably would have been yeah to like explore. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So the next show is Batwoman on the CW, which is the new DC show about the, the Bat name, <laughs> and it's this woman named Catherine Catherine Kane who is gay and <laughs> is, and is her Bruce cousin. Wayne's cousin. Yeah, is her is her own cousin. No, who is Bruce Wayne's cousin through his mom's side. <laughs> this was not good, dude. Yeah, it was And it's about this, bad. like, villain who thinks she's, like, her her shtick is, like, he, she she's talks like about Alice, Alice in, Wonderland. in Wonderland a lot. This was just not good. It was very straightforward, very kind of cheesy. It was not fun to watch Ruby Rose on screen. It was Mm-mm. just, everything was just so bland and stiff, and the music was too heightened that places it didn't need to be heightened it was i don't know everything just fell off yeah this and felt it to feels me so bad because like you know she's supposed to be like there were a lot of women on screen yeah there were there were a lot of women on screen and like not and not just white women like pretty diverse cast of women yeah. and they're the main characters but it was just really bad was, and i feel was, really yeah. bad about that it's like trash tv yeah it felt like it's uh, bad for a CW show, you know and that's it, saying a lot. Yeah, 
Especially because, like, I thought they had already kind of perfected the superhero thing. Yeah. Like, they, like, I've been watching since Smallville, and that one was better than this. <laughs> the, the pilot for Smallville is still pretty good. It still holds up, I think. Anyway, so, to me, this felt like a pilot that was made, but wasn't supposed to get picked up. Mm. Like, it, it's, it was just so rough. I didn't, yeah. There was so many things I didn't like about it. The costumes were bad. Yeah. The lighting was bad. Yeah. The was acting just... was bad. Also, like... It felt like what's, Gotham B-side sometimes. Ruby Rose. The actress? Yeah. Yeah. She's not a good actress. No, she's not. She's a terrible actress. Super stiff. And people keep trying to make her act in things. Yeah. Why? They're trying to make her a thing. Yeah. Stop making her a thing. <laughs> she's not a thing. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. This is the next... The next... Fan, the next... Uh, excuse me. The next genre is... Or category is fantasy. Most of these in this category were kind of underwhelming to me. One of them, I don't even know if it fits necessarily, but we'll start. So, His Dark Materials, which was one of the... Uh, Karen said that it was uh, them trying to catch a new Game of Thrones. And the first episode... Because it's HBO. Because it's HBO. HBO is just trying to trying new things. It's on the uh, the Golden Compass cinematic universe. Or the, the GCU or... DCCU. No, his dark materials is yeah, yeah, I know. the name of the series. Gotcha. It's about this world that every person has a demon. Yeah. Which is like a animal counterpart. Yeah. It's like the the living embodiment of their soul. Yeah, and she meets this like this lady who's like an adventurer. She's gonna take her off. She's an James orphan. McAvoy's in it. Yeah. It, I felt like it had a lot of elements, but it felt like it was for kids. Yeah. In not a good way. Like, it didn't feel as fun. It just felt... Like, I felt like the first episode felt like a lot of... Like, the, the parts that aren't fun in, like, an adventure movie. Like, the stuff that just kind of gets you in, going into like the, the adventure. the place setting? Yeah, like, all that. And, like, in a way where I was just like, I'm not that excited to watch this first episode. Yeah. Like, it wasn't very... I don't know. It wasn't that attractive. Yeah. It almost, like... This first episode, because it's like introducing, it's world building, right? Yeah. It's supposed to capture your imagination and make you excited to live in this world. And yeah. it didn't make you excited to live no. in this world. Like you, you're you hit on screen with like five pages of text to read. And just like, <laughs> I don't know anything. I felt like if, if you really cared about this world already, this would be way more interesting for you. Yeah. But for a new viewer, I felt like it wasn't as easy to get into yeah which is why i think that i think saying like it's hbo's like new game of thrones is apt because people didn't really pay attention to game of thrones until like the end of the season yeah and like big fans of the novels were watching it already yeah and this series has a lot of very rabid fans i think and people have been trying to get this adapted forever yeah and it has like it's like kind of like uh old school modernish like it it has it very much steampunk. has like a steampunk it is yeah it is steampunk but i guess like they have like a lot of guns and stuff yeah. so i don't know how modern it is but it looks great yeah it HBO looks threw good, a lot of money for sure into it but i just I, I don't know and then i didn't really like the girl that much what i thought she was okay i didn't I, like the the lady from the affair yeah she was whatever she, I thought she was gonna be, cause she was great in the the affair. She I was like whatever it. in this. I don't know. I, I thought the little girl. I don't know. She was. I loved her in Logan, but in this, I was just like, eh. Yeah. I'm not that interested. In, like, 
don't care about her as much. Also, like, she's supposed... Like, I don't like when people... Like, or when shows or stories tell me that people are important. Like, the chosen one. Yeah. You know, everybody's talking about, like, she's the chosen one. Yeah, she's like, going to do something. Yeah, like, like why would we care? Yeah, like, we've moved past that at this yeah. point. We're, like, tired of, like, those... Especially post Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're tired of those, like, storytelling devices. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. So, the next one is C... The new Apple Plus show starring Cal Drogo Aquaman himself. himself. Aquaman himself. Mr. Yeah! Himself. And he just does <laughs> more of yeah. That's just what he did the entire I'm proud of you that episode. you did it with a straight face. I mean, it was like... it's This show is about a society of blind people who become very, like... I don't know, it's like it becomes tribal. Like yeah. the world ends and they become tribal and like he's the leader of this tribe. And, and nobody then... can see. And at this point, vision has become like a myth. Yeah. And it's super religious. Yeah. Like no one even heard of seeing. Yeah, they're like, that's witchcraft. <laughs> it's <just> like... <laughs> Wait, why didn't you laugh at my great joke though? <laughs> but like that's actually what they say. Yeah. Like, like, they're wait, like did you say sight? I've never heard of I've that. I've never heard of that. What is that? Yeah. But, and I mean, then, yeah. like, he breaks into... Jason Momoa breaks into a haka. Yeah. Like, this is legit. Like, they're like, hey, we really like Cal Drogo. How do we get him back? It's, yeah. It felt, and give him his own show. It felt like a lot of, like, like, a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff. But, like, nothing ever felt, like, cohesive. Like, there was this, like, I don't know, like, pagan-ish kind of shit to it. And, like, kind of, like dark powers stuff going on and like i don't know there's 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 some like dark elements but i I don't know it never really came in the first episode and everything was i feel like this is like a prequel like this this series i think i would have been more interested in like a show of like like, of the twins Mm. you know because okay so like the premise is like nobody can see sight is a myth at this point and then babies twins are born with sight yeah and now, like... Like a children of men. Kind yeah, of. like qu- okay. a queen is after them yeah. to try and kill them because it's blasphemy. Was that how the... Were the children born with sight? Is that... Because their dad is, has sight. Oh, so the dad can see. Yeah. Oh, what a bitch. <laughs> anyway, I didn't care for this. Well, anyway, all. I think I would have been more interested had we, like, followed the kids growing up or something. Like, the kids had already been grown up. Yeah. It was it was just kind of boring to me. Yeah. Also, just, Jason Momoa is not the best actor. He's not, and it was just like it was too long, like way too it was long. So long. I mean the the setting was nice, like the forest imagery. Yeah, I mean that's cool. the thing with all Apple TV. Like they have so much money. They yeah. threw so much money into this original program. Wait till we get to fucking morning show, dude. Oh, yeah, man. but like w- the servant looks yeah, great. Looks really C good. looks great. Morning show. Morning show looks, looks great. great. And then we didn't do the other ones. Anyways. Yeah. So the next show, I guess we put it under fantasy, but I don't know if it necessarily counts. Is the new yeah. Netflix show, Living With Myself, starring Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. And it's like a light sci-fi thing going on where mm-hmm. he is miserable. So he decides to go to this. I feel like there was a, he goes to this place that, that promises him happiness. Mm-hmm. Or like whatever, and he starts yeah. over, and he turns. He, he essentially finds out that he was a clone, and but he's still alive. And I feel like there was kind of like this Orientalist kind of shit going on, where like mm. 
the reason why the person can clone him was because like they were Korean. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, it, something yeah. about it felt. A it's almost weird. like uh, like Maniac. Yeah, remember that like there's like the it was, it was a Japanese company, Japanese company that was yeah. like doing all of this. Actually, that that's that's what Maniac the premise was too. Like yeah. this Japanese company can make you happy. happier. Yeah, but this one just did not. I didn't really care about it. Yeah. It was like the prestige. Like I thought the the premise of like cloning them and then killing them, but he stayed alive was interesting. But I don't know. I, as you said, you don't buy Paul Rudd being a schlub. Yeah, <laughs> that rhymed. He's no, just it too, didn't rhyme. He's it just, just too different. like he's too popular now. He's, yeah, he's, he's too charismatic. You can't reached, buy like, him hating himself like yeah. that or people disliking him enough. Yeah, I agree. It also feels like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And that, like, it's, like, kind like of, a, so, like... Like a bad one, though. Yeah, like a yeah. bad... Like, it was thrown out. Yeah. Like a reject. Like a beast. <laughs> All right. So, next category is comedy. So, let's let's go through these. Let's do the <laughs> New Negroes first. So, the New Negroes is a new Comedy Central show about... It's kind of like a stand-up hybrid show. Yeah. With, like, a, with one a few, sketch yeah. inside. And it was... This is just oh my god I I I was excited for this because I love Open Mike Eagle, but I just it was just not. Working I hadn't for me. heard anything about it. I was very confused because you really wanted to watch it. Yeah, it was so much of like explaining what they were going for. Yeah, which I don't think necessarily helped the show. And like two of the comedy acts were kind of whatever. Langston, he was great. I I actually like his comedy. I think he's funny, but the, I don't know. It's just. They just weren't that funny. And I, mm-hmm. I like what they're going for, like, you know, highlighting black voices, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like the Two Dope Queens did it better. Yeah. It's almost like an alt, like, like indie yeah. thing. Like the Hannibal, the Hannibal part was probably the best part. Yeah. And the video with, with Danny Brown, with Danny Brown yeah. was pretty good, too. Yeah. But that's about it. This one yeah. was, was all right. I would like to see more of that video with Danny Brown. Yeah. Like, more of that style that's, like, kind of crazy. Kind of out there. Yeah. That was fun. All right, let's move on. So, the next show is... I Think You Should Leave. Which I was Netflix, a big fan of. Right? Yeah. Netflix? It's uh, Tim Tim Robinson. You which is just, really liked it. You yeah, watched it all. I watched it all, like, right away. I, it was too much for me. It was too absurdist for me. Yeah, it's really, it does not, like, it's one of those shows that just takes premises and takes them as far as yeah. it possibly can. I mean, I actually, I do think about, like, the paper eating, like, eating, eating, eating paper. paper. Yeah. Remember that skit? Yeah, yeah, I think about that a lot, because, like, they really, like. Committed to it? Committed to it, but I didn't find it that funny. Like, yeah. it was, like, absurd and that. It was the situation was absurd, yeah, it was but absurd and dry and like, yeah. No, nah, this this one just gets better for me and better. It, I mean, this feels like I this dude Tim Robinson. He, I think he was he used to be like a writer for SNL. So like he's he's one of those dudes who who's like who's been in a lot of things and who's like helped a lot of comedy careers. So it was good to see him kind of like do his own thing, which was great. I don't know. It's just I, I like the escalation and the commitment to bits, yeah, which was great. And it was so dry, which yeah. I loved. I did like the Instagram one, like uh, that one that pops up, right? Yeah. Like, 
like those like the captions satire. Yeah. Just like It's like, oh I'm such a stupid bitch. Yeah, like eating brunch like a basic bitch. Yeah. And then like it escalates. Like, I think that one was probably the, the yeah. best one. I this is one of those shows that uses irony very well. Yeah. We also watched this a really long time ago, so I don't remember all of it. Yeah. No, definitely. So the <laughs> next one is Black Lady Sketch Show. And this one was Oof. this was you know, I was so disappointed in this because we were like really excited Maybe to watch it. Maybe it gets better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it could be. We were disappointed with the first the episode. The first episode. It's just like some of the, like a lot of the bits were like, they the were there. The setup was really good. The setup for a lot of them was really good, but then. The execution is just like. Yeah, the punchlines were not the best punchlines. I think the best one, this is the new is HBO show starring Quinta Brunson, by, by the way. Black Lady Sketch Show is a new HBO show starring Quinta Brunson and a couple of voices. Yeah. Hmm. She, of course, was the BuzzFeed star who, like, came out as one of the comedic voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I and- saw her at a bar once. Yeah? Yeah, in LA. So we're friends. Whoa. We're buds. Did you ask her why? Me and Quinta first- go way back. Did you ask her why the first episode? I mean, this is way before all yeah. that. This is in. Yeah, just like most of the bits, like I, some of like I think the best bit was the bad bitch support group, mm-hmm. which is funny because it it commits to this like weird thing, but it it's also like, yeah, it speaks to kind of like real things of like why do women have to adhere to certain beauty standards? Beauty standards. And then there was that one, the sketch about dancing, which is <sighs> was the funniest. Was yeah, the you funniest like sketch. cracked up, and then it just like went to this place where like. I think it escalated in a way where it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the the bit was that like it was the escalation was funny, but it just it just read as more as non sequitur and not funny, mm-hmm. and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, but the the guest stars in it were yeah. great. Angela Bassett. Yeah. No, Nicole Byer. Mm-hmm. Those there was a, I, I think they're they're funny. I just feel like it, some of the execution wasn't all there. Yeah. For me personally. All right, the next one, Alternatino. Dude, we fuck. I fucking love this. First yeah, episode. this was really good. Every sketch was funny, for the most part. Yeah, and like I feel like it speaks to so much about like, like being a Latino and like, yeah, but like all in the in the kind of like ironic and like very precise kind of way. Like it's both political and not like mm-hmm. uh the Puerto Rico sketch I'm thinking about where like Trump goes to Puerto Rico and he fucking throws paper towels <laughs> and he takes it to this level where he's just like, Oh yeah, paper towels are going to fix all of Puerto mm-hmm. Rico's problems, which is fucking hilarious. Cause it's just start dancing and, and whatever. And then like, uh, he does like an ad for why people should go to Guatemala. Cause instead of Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. Which is just great. Like it's just yeah. such, he definitely Precise. knows, like, he's just so smart, or I guess the writers are just yeah. so smart. And, like, how to carry this, like, mm-hmm. wacky kind of, like... And really understand, too, yeah. like, like they both grapple with, like, it grapples with, like, politics, with stereotypes, but also kind of, like, acknowledges the truth in stereotypes yeah. sometimes. Truly. I th- yeah, it was a really smart... I think if, if any show has picked up kind of the legacy that... Key and Peele has been has left behind recently. It's, I think you should leave and not Latino for sure. I think mm-hmm. I mean I, I think you should leave. It's 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 more like the Mister Show stuff. But Latino feels like it's about race, but it's also funny and like mm-hmm. it tells something about the Latino experience or Latinx experience or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, but also like he has had 
experience with it because this was also just a web series for yeah. a while. It's true. Yeah, the web series was was great, and then they so finally... he had kind of like a testing ground for a lot of a lot of it. Like they beta tested a lot yeah. of stuff. But yeah, this one was just like it just felt so much more like it was just funny. Like he knew how to tell a like a joke, and like he knew how to like the bits to to really come to fruition yeah like not like the punchlines were there yeah i feel bad but like this could have been black lady sketch show also oh, yeah, you know like in that like completeness like balancing politics i feel like humor. if black, black lady had worked black lady sketch show had worked on its punchlines like just punching up the funny parts it mm-hmm. would have worked a lot more all right let's move on to the last one this one was this, this one came out of nowhere for for I just kind of yeah like, we really loved it and we called, were not expecting anything. It's called Weird City and it is the YouTube, YouTube show. original that is an anthology. I think it is. Let me look it up because we only watched the first episode, but yeah, it's an anthology. So it's a sci-fi anthology. I guess this would have fit with fantasy. I guess yeah. And the first episode stars Dylan O'Brien, but it's like a comedic. It's like Black Mirror comedy. It's like it's like Black Mirror meets a uh, man seeking woman. Yeah. Because man seeking woman kind of has like this anth- anthology elements to mm-hmm. it. But the first episode was so fucking great. It was like about, you know, like dating and like being poor and like these two dudes, which is Jay. Or what's his name? I don't know his name. The guy from Modern Family, Al Bundy yeah. and Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien? Mm-hmm. And like they become lovers and like. It's just it's 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 the commitment to the bit again, mm-hmm. but like in a way where it's just like Ed O'Neill. There you go. It's just so fun to watch. It's yeah. it's and Jordan Peele was one of the co-creators, oh, I think, okay. or like the producers. It also looked really good. Yeah, like, like it, the it, future, the futuristic. I mean, it looked kind of like a fake world, like a fake future world, but also it they committed enough to it that it also felt kind of real. Yeah. Like it, it, like almost like how Good Place looks, kind of like that. Yeah. Like it's, it does look like a sound, sound stage. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. And I was very happy to see Dylan O'Brien. Like I, I was telling you throughout yeah. the episode because we were just so surprised by it. We were so impressed by yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. I just have really good things. But yeah, Dylan O'Brien. I think he's great, and I think he's like a really good like. He has like a lot of like comedic timing. Yeah. Because he really commits to a lot of his lines. I think so, too. And I want to see him more in, like, comedies and stuff instead of, like, the action star they were trying yeah. to make him into. No, he fits this so well. Mm-hmm. Like, he has... He definitely, like, shined. Yeah, truly. Even Ed O'Neill. I didn't expect him... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got years and years. Oh, like, no. Comedy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect him to, like, commit oh. to something like this or, like, do something like you this. You thought he was like, hey, no homo. Yeah. Before he, I mean, like... you know? Yeah. I mean, no, but yeah, this one was great. This one was so much fun to watch. And it was like, I don't think it was as publicized as other things. Yeah. Or I didn't see as many people talking Definitely, about it. Definitely, like, I would want to continue watching it. Yeah. Same. Just, like, throw it on. All right, let's move on. So, the next category is white feminism. <laughs> white feminism TV shows. And the first one is... Dollface with... Uh... What's her name from Two Girls? Kat Dennings, Brenda Song. Yeah, and I don't know what it's about. Tell me Shay about. Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. It is a, I guess, comedy, Hulu? a Hulu original. Kat Dennings, 
her five year long relationship has just come to an end and she realizes that she put her relationship first and lost all of her friends, which mm-hmm. were Brenda Song and Shay Mitchell. Uh, and so now that the relationship is over, she like tries to go look for them and tries to like reintegrate herself into girl world mm. because all of her like all of throughout those five years she's been like doing things know. for her boyfriend or so, ex-boyfriend so tell me why it's white feminism well i i don't know if like saying white fem- i mean well one brenda song and shay mitchell are not white but they could have easily been white characters mm. like at no point in time is this about race this is more of like like the monoculture of like girls and like okay. women and like your squad uh, and going to brunch. Like squad goals. Yeah, no, definitely. And like she works at like a, I think it's called Womb, hmm. W O O M. Yeah. And it's totally goop. Like it's a goop spinoff. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like this like the mythos surrounding like what a woman is and like self care and like but being it's, with it's your at girls. Least, it's at least situated in like, what is kind of you know in that realm, which is like, because Goop seems very f- woman centered. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, targeted. It, it's know? like woman centered and like in the white feminist kind of thing. Where it's just like you know we're women and we're feminists, but at no point in time does it talk about race. So it's more and about like intersectionality. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, I mean, it's fine. Okay. Like I've. I breezed through like the first five episodes or okay. something. No, the first four episodes. Just kind of like inconsequential. Yeah, okay. but like, um, yeah. There's it's like almost like an infantilization of it. Like it's supposed to be like smarter than like just like oh yeah, like we know that these things that women do are kind of ridiculous, but they're they're ridiculous for a reason. Ah, and so like. Tonally, I think it's just off. Yeah. Like it's both like it's supposed to be feminist, but like feminist TM, you mm. know? Ah, like hashtag feminism. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So Mrs. Fletcher is the next one. This is the Karen or Catherine. Catherine Han. Catherine Han HBO show about her. Was she? She's a widow, divorced. Divorced. Her yeah. husband was in the show. Oh, her ex-husband. Well, she's her a, baby daddy. She's a single mom. And she's raising this, like, piece of shit jock kind of asshole kid. And she decides to, like, get back out there. Well, her son, she's an empty nester. Her son is going off to college. Yeah. And she realizes she hasn't really been living for herself. Yeah. This felt, I had, like, I got, like, big transparent vibes from this. Like, very. Also because Catherine Hahn. Yeah, but, like, that era of, like, TV when, like, transparent was big. It felt a lot like it to me. Mm. And I don't know, like, why does kind this of fall into family. the white feminism genre? It's just like, or category. Like, coming, you know, like living for yourself kind of mm-hmm. shit, doing it for yourself, not for your kid, and like getting back out there, getting to know yourself, mm-hmm. those kind of thematic shit. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It was just okay. Like, yeah. Was, I just didn't care enough about it, I think. I, I, I'm really, I really like, uh, uh, Carmen Han, and but yeah, but like also like it deals with like because she raised him the best she could. She's like a good person, yeah. right? But her son is a piece of shit. Yeah, and I think it kind of like de- like we you could easily like dissect that and 
like see how like women kind of also contribute to in their own ways in their own ways yeah. to like toxic. kind of like this like to very toxic masculinity yeah i can see that all right let's move on so the last one in the white feminism category is dickinson this was your fucking shit. This is my shit, man. Like this is the new Apple Plus show starring uh, fucking Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld with Khalifa as Death. Yeah, love love that. I it wasn't it was enjoyable to watch, but it's definitely not for me. It was a Sofia Coppola movie. It was Marie Antoinette. Like a cool, like make making like Eng- old English or old literature cool. Yeah. But also, like, Emily Dickinson was, like, the ultimate sad girl. Yeah. For real, though. Like, but, like, like, actually, like, actually, she's the ultimate sad girl. But, like, high-key, she's your hero. No, she's my... I love Emily Dickinson. Honestly, Emily Dickinson was, like, the first emo. Because she's just, like, I just... Or the first goth. She's, like, I love goth. death. Like, I want to fuck death Yeah, for hard. sure. She has a hard on for death. She's like, oh, my God, is death single? It's, like, it's kind of embarrassing yeah. that, like, I definitely have that poem memorized before I watch the show. Yeah. Like it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite poems. I, I should think, I recite it? Or, no, no, you um, shouldn't. You absolutely okay. should not. Should, you want to do it over trap beats? The way that the show did it. I feel like this is one of the drawbacks of the show for me is that like it's gonna age so poorly. Like all the kind of zeitgeisty yeah. music is just gonna like age so poorly. It was not built like it's not evergreen. I think that this shit is gonna like be so dumb yeah. in a few years. Personally, but it's fine for yeah. now. All right. I really enjoy. I enjoyed it, and I want to continue watching it. Yeah. I'm a sucker for those though, like historical fiction that don't really. I love Marie Antoinette. Yeah. This one definitely fits in the YA category too. I think. Mm-hmm. But definitely white feminism because she was just like, she was like woke in the 1800s. <laughs> I was just like, all right, all right. But yeah, she's just like, why can't he do it? Because he's a boy. Yeah. I'm a woman. I can do whatever I want. And then, like they called her around, like, no, you're like a petulant yeah. child. Yeah. This yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was fine, but I just, I just don't think it's gonna age all that well. All right, yeah. let's move on. So the next category and the last category is Me Too. I guess. So the first one is Morning Show. The Morning Show, the biggest maybe I would say, like the biggest advertised Apple Plus show mm-hmm. when they launched the the platform. Just because it has so many big names. Yeah, Steve Carell, fucking Steve Carell again. And then uh, Steve Carell one more time. Yeah. And then who's the other lady? Reese Witherspoon. What's the other lady? Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) Billy. Eilish. Kudrup. Imagine. (laughs) Billy Kudrup. Doctor Manhattan. Mm. The OG. Yeah. This one was just so long and so boring, Mm -hmm. and like everything about like the cutting like political message was just like toothless this is like it wasn't saying anything dude like it was about this one the, the one of the main there's this morning show and steve carell and jennifer aniston. jennifer aniston are co-hosts they've been on it for 20 years and steve carell gets accused and then he gets fired and then they kind of show all the like like the behind the scenes as like they're trying to clean it up mm-hmm. while at the same time Jennifer Aniston's gonna take over the. She's gonna be on it solo, and Reese Witherspoon says this like she goes viral. She's like a small. She town goes reporter. viral by saying the most fucking tepid hot take that goes viral. It was just like this very moderate, like the people, you know, 
coal miners like they work hard but also like liberals don't get it it's, it's just like it was stupid but give me five facts about coal mining go yeah. it was it was ridiculous it was this was not good yeah and it, it was it was it's just like it went on forever if this is how media is processing the me too movement this is fucking abysmal this is terrible mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't think that this was this does not help the case yeah. at all. They could have easily done without. I mean, also, like, ugh, there's just so many things wrong with it. Because if it's supposed to be, like, an empowering thing, Jennifer Aniston, right off the bat, hates Reese Witherspoon and yeah. is trying to, like, belittle her. Yeah. And why do we care about Steve Carell's character? Truly. You know, like, why? Like, why is he even in this? He should, like, it, it would have been way more interesting had he not been in it. Yeah. Or, like, the tone. is. It sounds like we're... Or the show seems like it's trying to make us like sympathize with him mm-hmm. by making sure they tell us like that he says multiple times like it was all consensual. They wanted it. They yeah. asked me like, for they, it. They did a lot of work to kind of give the character airtime to to say that it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So the last show of all of our roundup the, of the what we missed is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The Netflix miniseries that stars Tony Collette. Who doesn't come out until episode five? I've heard. Really? Yeah. Something wow. Like that. But it stars the girl from Booksmart. What's I forget her, her fucking name? name. But this one, I think, if if we're going like Caitlin Dever, if we're going by, you know, the the kind of Me Too and the way it's it's being processed, this this is more I would say maybe about like rape culture and like how it's it's completely changed at least the rationalization of it like Mm -hmm. i think this show does a lot and i think it's it can be hard to watch sometimes where like they showed how poorly they treated this little girl who says she suffered this yeah and they like created a lot of doubt i mean the show does the show creates doubt but also they show how culturally they weren't there back in like i think it's like 2008 or something yeah they didn't i don't think they gave us a date well, it's based on a true story. Yeah. But just like from seeing everything that's going on, like it's definitely early 2000s. Yeah. She has a razor. Yeah. Like 2000, but... uh, 2008 to 2011 period. Oh. Um, Why does she have a razor? I guess in 2008 you have a razor. But yeah, I thought that this was like really well done. This is like mm-hmm. one of Netflix's better miniseries. Yeah. And like it really does like get into kind of like the procedures behind rape and like what it was like at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to watch. I mean, this one and When They See Us were both two shows about how these underage kids are like maybe she wasn't as underage, but she wasn't as aware of like, kind like of just like the system, the legal proceedings. And yeah, and like the systems and like how out of water and how helpless she felt. Mm-hmm. And this was powerful. I really liked it. It's. I, I know you didn't really. You weren't well, I just don't like. I don't like shows like this. Yeah, but it's based on like a This American Life story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd keep watching it. I was I was really into it. Yeah, and I mean, I think Kate Caitlin Dever Dever, however you pronounce her last name, I think she's like a very like big up and comer. Like I loved her in Booksmart. That's all I can remember. Yeah. But she was really good in this. And it's also like a. It's very like a nuanced take on a very difficult mm-hmm. subject. And between the two, between Morning Show and this one, like this is way better depiction of like how that rape culture is like in currently being received in culture. Like it reflects this 
depiction of of how it was in the past reflects us and the way we used to treat mm-hmm. this and like how we didn't understand it and this really shows kind of like how the culture has shifted mm-hmm. in a good way i think yeah or if it hasn't shifted entirely it's shifting yeah and we're starting to see progress yeah all right let's move on <laughs> the next segment is the best tv shows of 2019 let's start at the bottom let's just rattle off the first five this was you, you created this list yeah but uh <laughs> good omens how'd you feel about it it was good it's all it was sorry, fine. restart it was good uh it was funny very very British. Yeah, um, it was fun. It was fun. Always a delight to I see feel like so, it lost those a actors. Bit of steam after a little bit, but it was still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Chernobyl. You didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I liked but a little it a lot. bit of that I watched was really good. Very well done. Craig Mazin interviewed Damon Lindelof for that podcast, and I'm a fan of him <laughs> just because he's such a nerd. Just because. Really well done. Really fucked up, and it 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 was good to see like an actual dramatization of. Should I mm-hmm. fucking read in college or whatever? Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Uh, this show, I think you reviewed it also, right? Yeah. Um, I think it grew on me. Yeah, it got I, it got after a lot the first better. Episode, it got a lot better. Yeah, but then it got. I didn't like the ending. Yeah, but like the in between was pretty good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I feel like Zendaya did a good job, but a lot of the characters mm-hmm. were really compelling. To like watch. the dude, like the main dude. Yeah, the he's Australian. Jock. The jock, right? Yeah, the jock. And also Hunter, yeah. the, the the girl. Yeah, it felt like a gritty kind of like young adult thing. Yeah, it definitely like and when we were talking about it, we were like, Oh, they don't sound like people. Like yeah. some of those like That goes away after that a while. Definitely goes away and they start to sound more like teenagers. And there's way more like artistic flourishes, like kind mm-hmm. of when like Zendaya does her little explanations. Like mm-hmm. those are cool. But just the first episode, I just I didn't I didn't I didn't like what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Tuka and Birdie. Yeah. Well, we reviewed it. Yeah. You didn't really like. The first I episode. yeah. This is not the kind of show that I would watch. But dang, like it it so fun. was like I really enjoyed it. I'm sad that they're not renewing it. So fucking fun. So fucking funny. It deals dude. with trauma and like friendship and like. A lot. It deals with so much. Like growing up and like coming to terms with growing and f- up. Also, like I feel like the Tuca and Birdie is like the opposite of Dollface in yeah. terms of like female friendships. Yeah. And how friendships can really, you know. They even dealt with me too better than Yeah, fucking... like with like, ugh. Yeah. I'm upset that show. it's not coming back. Yeah. So good. Shrill. Did you finish it? Yeah, we finished yeah. it. Oh, I we finished, finished it together, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. This was good. It was good. I it's always it. like. It's good to see fat representation. Yeah. Um, and it, we're, like, I, it was a good show. It was very well written. And I think Edie Bryan, Edie Bryan, she's, she was good to watch. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a great performer. Yeah, I'm excited to see more of her stuff because yeah. she's very talented. I was a fan. Rami? I, we also really this, enjoyed This had it. such a special place for me. Yeah. I really liked it. The first episode was fine, but it gets way better. This, I mean, in some ways, I feel like this is picking up the baton that like Master of None yeah. kind of started. In Definitely. Because yeah, I mean, I don't know if I. It was very easy to watch. Also, I don't think it's as good necessarily, but it had so many great moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and like that was, they explored his like mom's like how what a day in the life of like his mom. Yeah, is dealing with her. I I said that really wrong, but you yeah. know what I mean. No, 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 yeah, this one was was a lot of a lot of like 
It was just a good show that like explored a lot, mm-hmm. and the same way the Master of None had done. And maybe he hates that comparison. I'm sorry. All right, Los Spookies. We were both big fucking fans of this because it was just so ridiculous, yeah, and so hilarious, and so subtle. <laughs> Great and use of Fred Armisen. Truly, truly, <laughs> that's the most I've it's liked him in a while. So good. It's yeah. so good. It's so ridiculous. They talk so fast. Yeah. But it, it, I feel like it doesn't slow down for What's you. What's his name? Julio? Julio Torres. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I Julio just felt like this show did not slow down for the audience in a good way. Where like it just it was doing what it wanted to do, and it didn't give, give mm-hmm. a fuck about anything else. And then like the main character was, I mean, he, Julio was kind of the main character, but the other dude, uh, I forget his name. I don't know. Just and the fact that it was in Spanish, it was just like unapologetically Latino. Yeah, like, but also like. I think that, that it's was like so, a very sp- I, I can't believe I said that. Am I like on YouTube <laughs> right now? Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo, uh, Bernardo, Bernardo Velasco. Yeah, it was just like so much, like so much brown. Like yeah. it was all kinds of. But in like the indie, like in the goth, like. Aesthetic. Roquero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something we've never seen, but like we've always wanted to see. You know, yeah. I think that's another reason why we liked it so much because like we definitely. We're not like we didn't grow up like this, like the stereotypes, yeah. and like we were like the indie kids or it's like the kids on the margins, yeah, that, nerds or that don't fit. Into yeah, necessarily. all right, righteous gemstones. This one did not <laughs> need to be this good for sure. It didn't need to be this good. Yeah, it was just like it had a good narrative going. It was fucking hilarious, and like it was just it was just working for me. So much yeah. of it was just like a lot of fun to watch, and like Danny Mc. I think this is out of all the three that they've done. Uh, Vice Principals, Eastbound, like Jody Hill, that company, mm-hmm. David or Bruce Gordon Green, whatever. This one was like, just they just had the most going for it. Yeah, like there was just it had it so was, many. It was such a like world. Yeah, you and know? It, was, it also like spoke to something that's going on now. Like recently, Joel Austin was in in like in the news because of like Kanye and like. It's a. It's more about Prosperity the glamour, gospel yes, and, and the glamour of like celebrity, celebrity Christians, yeah, and the fantasies that they create. Mm-hmm. Adam Divine, so good. So right, Adam Divine, and then What's the sister name? too. She was yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah. Pen Fifteen. This was a show that I, I did not think that I was going to like at all. I was very impressed with it. So good. This was like such an odd, so show. strange. It felt like it was such a fan of freaks and geeks but like made it their own mm. because it had like these elements of like true kind of like teenage you know like happenings but like it added its own spin in a way where like it was kind of absurdist sometimes kind of like wacky where like i don't think it was, freaks and geeks was there yet like mm. it, it didn't have those elements going for it but it's also like hyper specific yeah. and universal all at the same time hyper specific for us because like we grew up well hyper specific for them though they were this the show takes place in the 90s no in the 2000s no yeah in the early 2000s yeah we we grew up in this era i was like no we were little we were in elementary school but like two but, years yeah, later yeah. like it's just it's fine like i was already i was in middle school like a couple like two years at three years after that yeah so like what i'm saying is like most of the stuff was stuff that we grew up with. So it felt like mm-hmm. it was their version of like, you know, kind of the the teenage the come coming of coming to what is it? 
coming of age coming of age stories but like way more absurd yeah and you know female led yeah also like the fact that like they still dealt with like the fact that she's asian and like in a predominantly such a meaningful fucking way yeah and it was so touching dude Mm -hmm. like and i think the one of the creators i forget her name she was such a great actress Mm -hmm. Um, but both of them were really good yeah and you know even though they're like adults acting as middle school students with middle school students like even though like that's so ridiculous and just like out of nowhere they just commit after a while like i forget that and i think that yeah like they're they're middle school students and they play it so well maya eskrin and anna conkle they're they're so good big fan um the boys i think you loved this a lot you weren't you weren't oh no i liked it a lot i thought we were both really no 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 yeah i'm sorry (laughs) i feel like the boys and watchmen have a through line whereas the boys was inspired by watchmen without a doubt Mm mm-hmm the original and it was just like this gritty I, I don't know i feel like it's 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 a reflection of what's going on culturally we're like we're trying we're starting to get tired of superheroes and like just wanting more accountability for stuff yeah and i thought the show really did that and it was a lot of fun to watch because and it was also like really gritty very gory yeah like but it, they, was, it was so bloody it was like a, had a lot of dark humor and it was like really fucked up a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I, I love the comic, so it was it was great to see it on screen, and and they did it so well. And Eric Kripke, which is like the guy from Supernatural, mm. I don't know. A lot of it was working for me. Yeah, yeah, and, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to keep watching it. I I was sad when it was over. Yeah. Right. All right. When they see us. I didn't. I didn't watch yeah, this. You, you can. I couldn't do it yeah. after that first episode. I was destroyed. Dude, I was that devastated. That first episode is fucking cake compared to. Yeah, and I I knew going into it that that's what it was going to be. Hard fucking show to watch. So good. So proud of Ava DuVernay. I just feel like this. This was like this is one of the best things she's done, and like it's so good. So fucked up. Such a reflection of like what's going on now. Such a reflection of like everything. I don't know. It was. It was. It was just so sharp. Yeah, and it was so such well a shame done. they didn't get more awards. Yeah, but they I mean, only they, got one. He was the, the he was the first Afro Latino to win an Emmy. An Emmy. Yeah, congrats, big ups to him. Yeah, uh, on becoming a god. This was like a dark comedy that like I don't think much people talked about it. Mm-mm. We saw some ads, but like, but this Kirsten was great. Dunst, man, like I'm excited to, to see her in more things. Oh yeah. I'm excited for her renaissance. Yeah. But she's been she's been acting for so long and people don't take her seriously still. She was so good. But in she this. was so good in this. And this was like such a great like I think this one and Righteous Gemstones have a through line. We talked about it in the in the pod that we did mm-hmm. on it, but like it's really about and I read this book called Fantasyland, which helps me vocalize this a little better, but it's about creating these kind of like fantasies based on ideology and like the American dream and like how she lost everything to this essentially like a multi-level marketing scheme and she uses it to her advantage. It's, it's a, this one felt like mo- a more empowered version of like any of the shows, mm-hmm. but like it was really well done and like really yeah. fun to watch sometimes. And we had predicted that, or at least, yeah, I think we talked about like it's probably going to turn into like kind of like a Breaking Bad kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it definitely went in. I mean, it kind of did, but also it didn't. It yeah. went in its own direction. 
that made it so much more fun to watch. Yeah. Less, less, she was less despicable than we thought yeah. she was going to be. And she just was so blunt. Yeah. And she, like, she has her own principles, and I don't think she ever really strayed yeah. from she's, those principles. She's a fucking working class hero, yeah. for sure. All right, Undone. This one was a fucking doozy, dude. We would, this one was just had so much, dude. So good. Such a fucking, like, great show. And it centered these Latinos were, like, in a way where it wasn't fucking cheesy or corny. It just, like, hit. I think it hit all the marks. It was, so, it was scratching so many itches. Mm-hmm. It was about, like, fucking time travel and, like. And mental health. Yeah, it was and, just about so much. You know, identity politics and, yeah. like. All of this shit. What and like also there was there's kind of like a you don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. kind of thing and like, like an unreliable know, narrator all these things and it was very unpredictable and like just so much was working for it and it's, it's obviously done by the dudes the one of the dudes who did uh it was co-created by the creator of bojack mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows this one was was fucking great. <laughs> so hilarious i think like episode Eight? I think we one. had a bunch of fun recording we, oh my God. the episode so for it because it's just so much fun. It's so it's so great. And the, the, even the actors just look like they're having a blast yeah. like in there. The and episode in that where they connect to the characters of the movie. I, I like <laughs> shat myself and like how excited I was because fucking Wesley Snipes was in it. Holy shit. What a great fucking show. Yeah. So much fun. We like... Yeah, we thought that was a series finale or the yeah. season finale because it was just too much. Yeah. Our brain, like we were overloaded with. We couldn't like... process it. <laughs> All right, the last but not least, definitely not least, Watchmen. Watchmen. I was I I, I was obsessed with this fucking show. I was yeah. all in. I was reading every fucking ancillary supplemental material. I was listening to the podcast. I was watching videos all the fucking time about predictions <laughs> Easter and eggs. Easter eggs and everything. I was just all in. I was just such a big fucking fan of this. Yeah. It was just working on me on me for so many like on so many different levels of like racial politics and like superhero stuff and like nerdy stuff. He's such a fucking student of Watchmen and I loved Watchmen. It made me love Watchmen more. Mm-hmm. And like I learned stuff about it that I didn't even know. I feel like I'll be reading a uh... A long article that you'll write about it. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Because I, I feel like you have so much to say. And I really enjoyed the season too. It's just a lot of fun watching how invested you are in it. Yeah. I was just like. You're just like a little kid on Christmas. Like for every week, little kid on Christmas. You're just like, oh my God, there's an episode of Watchmen. Gotta watch it. You just, you know. Yeah. I'm, I want to rewatch it. I've been trying to get as many people as I can to watch it. I've watched the first episode like four times. Already. Yeah, and it it was so good. It didn't like nothing disappointed about it. Yeah. The acting the was, was great. So like the, the ending world. was not straightforward. Gab, fuck off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's just so much. It just has so many layers. Yeah. You can tell so much was thrown into it. You know, so much love and like research was thrown into it. Truly. And like also like. Giving voices to people who didn't have voices, mm-hmm. and it was addressing stuff that like Watchmen didn't address. In even though it's like such a masterpiece, mm-hmm. it it kind of turned the camera or like turned the camera to something else that wasn't getting as much attention, but in a way where it made sense. Yeah. So yeah, this that was 
one of my favorites. It was so good that it's it's my one of my favorites of the decade. Yeah, for sure. Even though it's only one season. Yeah, and it's just such a, you know, when we we talk about like superhero the superhero genre and just how we're oversaturated with it, but this just felt like its own thing. It just yeah. like it was it was aware of it, but also like critical of it, and also like trying to do something out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, was, it just and it respected the audience by like. Telling you the story that it wanted to tell instead of, like, giving you whatever you wanted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of it just worked for me. All right. So, the last portion. Let's try to do this as fast as we can. <laughs> I created a list of my favorites of the decade. I'm going to rattle off the last couple until I get to the top 15. Is that yeah. cool? Um, and these last couple are in no particular order. But I'll go. Number th- 30. The Americans, 29, Master of None, 28, Succession, 27, Boardwalk Empire, 26, Mad Men, 25, Girls slash Broad City. Oh, we could do ties? You, you don't, you can't, you can't. Wow. I, okay. did, I was not aware of this rule. 24, Unbreakable, Dang. 23, 30, Rock, 22, Nathan for You, 21, Silicon Valley, Rest in Peace, 20, Eric Andre Show, 19, Key and Peele. 18, The Good Place. 17, which I don't even know if it deserves this. Game of Thrones. 16, True Detective, which I think would be in my top 15. I think I'd switch it out for Fleabag because I... This is a hard list to construct. It was really really tough. All right, so in the top 15. So for 15, I put Veep in there because I felt like it was such a tight show. And it, it was just consistently good throughout the entire series. Fleabag at number 14 because it was just it was so impressive in just the two seasons and 12 episodes. And you just watched it. You just just finished it. it, So I'm actually impressed that it made it this high on your list. It was that impressive though. Mm. Like it just I don't know like and also the use of the fourth wall break was so good and so sharp and so funny. It's so well written for me. I mean, I guess, should we talk about like overlaps? Yeah, yeah. So for me, Fleabag actually ranks 15. Okay. So lower, lower than you. That's yeah. actually surprising. I actually, I, but this list was very hard for me to to construct. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I liked it. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch her be in love and like the chemistry she had mm-hmm. with the uh, the dude from Sherlock. Yeah. All right. So thirteen would be Barry, and then Watchmen. But Barry was just like I actually would have thought Watchmen ranked higher. Well, it's just because Watchmen has only been around for one season, yeah. So it's unfair to you know. So like, Mm -hmm. but Barry, dude, Barry was just so fucking good. Especially the second season, it fucking blew me away. I think if I were to rank like my favorites of the year, I think Barry would be number two after Watchmen. Just that that fucking like the scene where he like goes crazy, mm-hmm. and he, it's something that we didn't expect. We didn't know that he was this good of an act. You know, he had it in him. Yeah, so funny. Right? And then the 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 act, the other actress, the I forget her name. Like when she gets the part. Oh yeah, I don't know her. But, <sighs> so yeah. good, and then like she feels guilty. That was just such a fucking good show. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, obviously, because yeah, of everything I said. So good, so impressed with everything. Everything just. Was was there for me? I'm obsessed with that show. Watchmen for me. Where is it? Did I take it off? Oh, it's number sixteen. Okay. All right. So, top. Uh, this is number eleven. Better Call Saul. Such a great show. Very independent of its own. Love of Breaking Bad. I mean, 
I like some of the elements better. I don't like it better than Breaking Bad, but I like a lot of the elements. Bojack. Bojack is just one of the best fucking shows that's come out. It's consistently good. It's it, like it's so sharp. It talks about so much. I think this should probably go higher, but I'm just putting it in the top 10. Yeah, Bojack for me ranks 12. I would have liked to rank it up higher. It's just that for me, it's just sometimes so heavy. Yeah. In terms of like my taste in TV, like it's just, it's sometimes really hard to watch for me. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's not ranked higher for me at yeah. least. But I think that the, the comedy It's just It's it. such a good show though. Yeah. All right. The Office and Parks. So I think the reason why I put this above, I think BoJack is a better show, personally. But The Office and Parks, there were just shows that meant so much to me throughout yeah, the decade. Yeah, I like, agree. I rewatched both of those shows like three times. Yeah, these aren't like the best shows of the decade. Yeah. These are our favorite shows yeah. of the decade. And yeah, and I agree. I think I think BoJack, yeah, I think BoJack is one of the best shows of the decade. Yeah. But... It's not your favorite. It's not my it's not my top ten, I guess. Yeah. So number nine, The Office and Parks tie, I would say. For me, Parks and Rec ranks number six. Okay. But in the same like it just means so much to me. I didn't go I was never really a big fan of The Office. It was too cringy for me. But Parks and Rec really hit that sweet spot of like it's cringy, but it's so heartfelt. Yeah. Parks for me too. And it was like I feel like Parks is a more complete show, um, but just The Office was just like such an era. Like it, it's still so watchable. I mean, I know it's like memes now, but it's such an important show. Like it was. Yeah, it means a lot to so many yeah. people. All right, I'm gonna move on. So it's always sunny. <laughs> this was like one of the the greatest shows for me. It was just so fucking like they don't care about anything. They just they're so absurd. They go into like these crazy areas, and it's just. It was just always fun to watch. And it was always a show that, like, I know it meant a lot to me because obviously I've watched it a bunch of times. I rewatched it. But also, like, when, when I had, like, all the shows to watch, this one was always the one I would save for last because it's the one that I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, Happy Endings. We just rewatched this, and that's, like, my fourth rewatch. This was just, <laughs> I love this fucking show so much. It was It was, like, the intersection of all the things I love, like, super clever really like zeitgeisty stuff and it's still fucking relevant it's still funny i mean some of the stuff is aged a little bit but it's it still works so well and like the ensemble all the characters were hilarious i like i just wanted to see more of it and mm-hmm. i'm sad that it was short-lived but. yeah that one did not rank on my list at all but i think it has a special place in my heart though. yeah all right so rick and morty number six this is just like I feel like, you know, all the things that have been said about it are are true, yes. But I don't know. It just it, it strikes that balance of like ridiculousness, like black comedy, morbidness, and like really heartfelt shit, and also like absurdist. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. It just has so many elements. I love Dan Harmon stuff. I love Justin Roiland. I just like everything that it has going yeah. for it. It's Such just a, a it's also something world. we like hadn't seen before. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, it just really worked. Yeah. Rick and Morty for me ranks at nine. Okay. But yeah, like we talk about it all the time. Yeah. We reference it all the time. Yeah. We're excited to see it. This is such a fun show. Mm-hmm. It's so smart. Yeah. Sometimes to its detriment. I agree. <laughs> all right. So number five for me, 
is a combo of Legion and Fargo, mm. which is like the Noah Halley section, I would say. <laughs> um, Legion is just, I don't know, it's just, I think that's probably one of the best thing that ha- that's connected to like a Marvel property. One of the best, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just such a like wild fucking ride. Yeah. It can be really dense at times, but it's just, it's just like, it really tells such a fucking compelling story. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's also like a, like another like superhero show told in a very different way yeah. that we just different. hadn't seen before, yeah. which really makes it stand out. For me, I really liked it, but again, it was very hard to watch. So it, it's like ranked for me at 25. Okay. Got it. Fargo. Fargo. I mean, I love the Coen brothers, but like just the show is just so good. And each season, I mean, this is why I like fucking Kirsten Dunst again. Because, like, she was so good in, in the second season. And then the first season, like, I, I don't know, just so much of it was fantastic and so fun to watch and, like, so fucked up. It just had so many elements of, like, I think it was really close to, like, replicating the Coen brothers in a TV show. Just, mm-hmm. and, but, like, being on its own thing at the same time. All right, number four is Mr. Robot. I love the show. It just had... It's, in some ways, this feels like Tarantino to me, where like he just rips mm. from a lot of people, but he makes it his own after a while. Yeah. Like it be, moves beyond pastiche and starts to do his own thing. And yeah, it just it was just it was always super compelling to watch, super compelling to TV all the time. Every yeah, time I very it. enthralling. For me, it ranks at eighteen, and it's it's always <laughs> I feel like the good shows rank lower in my list yeah. because they're hard to watch. Yeah. A lot of these shows are really, really hard to watch. They're a little too dense. And so that's why they're not, they're, they don't rank higher. Yeah. But yeah, Mr. Robot, like, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's the direct, like, like the cinematography, the directing, the acting. Everything. It's just, like, really top-notch just, yeah, television. Fantastic. Sometimes it's a little too complicated. Yeah. And as an audience member, like, as a, as a viewer, like, it yeah. makes it, very frustrating because we don't know what's actually going on and we have to like rewind it or we have to like watch recaps about it because so much happens in one episode in one season yeah it's definitely for the attentive audience yeah it's not like uh you can just watch it willy-nilly it's it's, it's a dent show the leftovers this was fucking i think this is like one of the most perfect shows it just had such a like great it just dealt with so much and it was so fucking good. It was, th- this show is like so impressive to me. Like, I think if I hadn't seen the leftovers, I don't know if I would have liked watching it as much. Mm. Cause I was just like, I can see what this, I can see what Lyndon Loft does and like the way he's trying to tell the story about like trauma and like how it's rationalized. It just, it just had so much to it. It was like so rich mm-hmm. and it had great performances and it just had everything for me that I wanted. It was, I mean, it wasn't funny, but like, I just, it was great to watch. So compelling. Yeah. For me, it ranks at 23. So, like, all the, we, <laughs> Again, have, the, like, we have the inverse <laughs> list, essentially. Yeah. But uh, the ending season, like, the ending, yeah. the last episode, it was so good. And it was kind of like out of left field. Like, that yeah. monologue, like, it's like a whole monologue, like a 10 minute monologue. I want to rewatch it. We should rewatch it. Now. It's so good. Mikey. And it's like, it's so, so good. good. What's his name? Justin Thoreau? Yeah. He's so hot. So hot. So hot. 
suck out. <laughs> uh Atlanta number two. I I I fucking love this show with like every fiber of myself. Everything about the show is just like if 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 Breaking Bad didn't exist, spoilers number one is Breaking Bad, but if Breaking Bad didn't exist, this would be my number one. Because mm. this just has everything I fucking want in TV. It's funny, it's serious, it's fucking like weird it's it just has everything dude like it's donald glover is one of the dudes that i've been following for such a long time and like to see him finally get to tell this this like weird story about where he's from it was just so fucking compelling it worked on so many levels for me yeah it's so it's so just itself you know and it it's also, so surreal in some ways it feels like an anthology series mm-hmm. about like this little town where like it's so weird and mm-hmm. like the weirdness of Atlanta and like the way that blackness is portrayed and it's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlanta is just one of my all times. For me, it ranks at 22. Okay. <laughs> right. Right above Leftovers. And then, of course, there's Breaking Bad, which it, it, everything that's been said about Breaking Bad has been said. One of the greatest shows. Mm-hmm. Truly so compelling to watch. Definitely one of my favorite shows of all time. If not my favorite show of all time. I mean, it's, you get to see this wild descent and, like, this wild ride, and you don't know where it's going to go sometimes. There's just fantastic television. I think this defined television for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and spoilers for me, Breaking Bad is number one. Because I oh, think, wow. yeah, it's hard to watch. I don't think I can actually rewatch it. But I think it's also, and I, I said this to you before, I think it's the best TV show I have ever seen. Yeah. The writing is amazing. The acting is amazing. Even the episodes where, like, they're taking a risk and you think that they won't work out. Like, like the, the fly, the fly Like, everybody talks about that, yeah. right? Like... Ryan Johnson. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy, and yet it's so... Impactful, like, and, like, it speaks to his him losing his mind, mm-hmm. and, like, just so much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll let you do yours. I'm done with mine. Okay. I'm going to skip over. I mean, I'm just going to, I'll do the top. I'll do the same thing that you did, right? I have 30 total. So Westworld. I considered it. Yeah. Westworld at 30. Blackish. Superstore. New Girl. Legion. The 100. Insecure. Leftovers. Atlanta. Master of None. True Blood. Do we start talking? At 15. Uh, okay. So, True Blood is 20, 19 is Silicon Valley, 18 is Mr. Robot, 17 is Kimmy, uh, 16 is Watchmen, and so 15 is Fleabag. I, we already talked about it. It's an amazing show. Sad that, thir- that there's no third season. But in, I'm also happy about it. Yeah, I respect. I, I just think that I'm excited to see... Yeah what else they have going on. Well, one of the things you and I first connected on, like when we first got together was we, you liked, you and I both like like finite endings. Yeah. And Fleabag was a finite ending. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, I mean I, but I also feel like she could do like a curb or like, and also I didn't mention this, but Louis had it not been tainted, would have been one of my favorite shows. I'm actually surprised you didn't put it on. I consider it, but you should have put it on. Where? Okay, put it on. I mean, like I don't know. I I would be on there. I just don't know where because I just 
That show meant so much to me. I watched it so many it's times. It's one of the first things I learned about you. Yeah. That you love that show. It was so good. So for you to not put it on the list, I think. And you know, like really I don't sad. I don't mean to like take anything away from Atlanta, but Louie did a lot of what Atlanta did before Atlanta even happened. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like they were just such inspirations to each other. But it's just unfortunate that like it, that legacy's kinda tainted. Yeah. Because it had so much that was working for it. But it'd probably be like top 15 yeah. around there. Uh, so yeah, Fleabag. Just, and also, like the acting is so amazing. What's her name? Phoebe Ju- Waller-Bridge. Julia Coleman. Right? Yeah, That's her name, yeah. Julia Coleman. The, like, the stepmom? Yeah. She's, she's, she's Queen Elizabeth this, this season for The Crown. Yeah. She's so great. And she was in The Favorite. Yeah. And so, like, it's just obviously, like, these actors are going to have more things on their plate and it's going to be hard to go yeah. back and it very much feels back. like uh it's amazing that these people came together kind of shit because yeah. like their career was like right at the, the fuck up. like right at the right time yeah. um so fleabag is 15 for me crazy ex-girlfriend such a great show like criminally underrated yeah, for sure it talks about like mental health. Um, there's so much growth that is experienced. Like I was watching something and like for five whole, like for the one of the last seasons, I think, or the second to last season, like the showrunners purposely left out any like cis, uh, straight white men mm. from being on screen. So there were only like. Just like it was just such a like diverse show, like diverse cast. Yeah. Asian male lead. Like yeah. that, that never happens. He's one of the greatest. It's a musical. Yeah. Like it's all original music. I, I think it's like just a really amazing show. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's over also. It just did not say it's welcome. I think uh, so. It was such a good one. Yeah. I really liked it too. You put me onto it. So, 13 is Black Mirror. The really? most recent seasons have not been that great. Okay. But those like those first six episodes so of the first two seasons. When I was building, when I was making my list or compiling it, anything that had a tainted legacy, I left off. I left or it I, on. Or I kicked it down. I left it on because they're just, I love black mirror and i it still has a very special place in my heart because because of what it was when i watched it mm-hmm. like it was just something to look forward to it was so different yeah like the way it used technology i mean so much has been said about black, about yeah, yeah. black mirror i think so yeah <laughs> it's just not this season was not the best unfortunately yeah or the what last. else so 12 bojack we talked about it already great 11 brooklyn 99 I was expecting you. To yeah, put it on there. you know I love the show. Sandals. I also think that it's also very like underrated. Really? I mean, yeah, I got canceled. It has like diehard fans, but I think it's very underrated. Such a huge like diverse cast. Truly, you a know, lot of antics. So much, so many antics. So like, wacky. It also is. It is a show about police, and like we like them. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, we don't like police ever, and it also doesn't. It isn't afraid to i mean obviously it's a comedy but like there are some politics in there and they do talk about politics in like a very like very 
like interesting way like queer narratives in the mm-hmm. workplace queer narratives in like a space that weren't they weren't accepted mm-hmm. like like terry cruz has like like he's running in his neighborhood and he gets stopped yeah. by by someone like by a policeman and he's yeah. like i'm a policeman it's, it's a like, great one yeah you know um, i mean I'm, I'm surprised i you know i actually forgot i would have put blackish on here too because blackish for sure is on my top of the decade and i think superstore too but I just don't know where I would place them. Yeah, I put them at the bottom. Yeah. Blackish and Superstore next to each other. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Ten is girls. Really? Yeah. That high. It just meant a lot to me. And I I've talked about it before to you. It's just It's a good fucking show. It's so so much navel gazing. It's so it's so it's so white. It's a very white show. Super. But also it's I really identified with like this listlessness of being like a 20 something and not knowing what you want to do with your life and like not knowing what you want to do in relationships or who you are in relationships. And it captured like that, like the 20 something today, like very, very well. And I can identify with that. And because of that is why I love the show so much. Yeah. same. No, I super, I love that show. Yeah. I just, I just feel like it has kind of a tainted legacy too. Yeah. Lena Dunham. Also, yeah. this is she's yeah she's, she's Lena, Lena Dunham, Dunham, you know. Ugh. But the show itself, Adam Driver yeah. got his start there, True. you know. And then, yeah, I, I, in a vacuum, that show is one of the best. Yeah. Of the decade for me, as well. Nine is Rick and Morty, and we talked about it. You actually, I don't know if you remember this, but when we started, dating, I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. I started watch it. watching it because of you. I mean, a little because of you. No, it was kind of it, it was, was kind of because it, it was definitely because I wanted to impress you. I wanted to talk about something with you. Ah, uh, well, I'm impressed. <laughs> it's very early, early stages of our. Karen is talks. twirling her hair, <laughs> flirting with me right now. I'm blushing right air. now. I'm thinking back. Show me a titty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. All right, next. Rick and Morty. Eight is you're the worst. I love this show so much. Oh uh, yeah. I forgot. I shouldn't have admitted that. That was a good one. I'm sad that it's over and I have not watched the last season, but like I'm kind of scared to watch it because then it's going to be over, over. Yo, you we know? met one of the guys though. Yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, it's the homie. <laughs> At Taco Madness. Shout but out to like, Taco. I, I always talk about also like I don't like watching shows where people are terrible. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like girls a lot. Like yeah. nobody in that show is a good person. And in You're the Worst, like, nobody in this show is a good person. Nobody. They're, like, actually the worst. But I still love them, and I still love this show, and, like, I want to keep watching it. And I think it's hilarious. And I think they also capture L.A. Like, L.A. is also, like, a character in the show, I think, Mm -hmm. in a way that it's not usually portrayed, Mm. I want to say. It feels like kind of like a, like, not so glitzy L.A., Mm Uh, I see that, and so I I really appreciate because it like it feels like it loves LA in its own way. Yeah, Seven Mindy Project. Oh wow! Yeah, it this show meant a lot to me in college, and I really after. liked that show actually. I it's an honorable mention for me for sure. Yeah, this there's there's so many like little. I feel like I feel about Mindy Project how you feel about happy, happy endings. endings. Yeah, uh, and not because they have an actor in common. But also, like, happy endings. Two actors in common. But, like, happy endings 
has a lot of the same humor. Like, yeah. super... Like, you blink and you miss yeah. it, like, one-liners. I feel jokes. like Mindy Project is the amalgam of, like, 30 Rocks sensibilities and kind of, like, happy endings. Mm-hmm. Pop culture leanings. Because I feel like 30 Rock does have this, like, I'm smart kind of thing. <laughs> where, like, happy endings is, like, it's kind of smart, but also, like, it's more about being funny than it is about mm-hmm. being smart. Versus 30 Rock... They're super clever jokes, but they weren't always like the funniest. Yeah, I feel like Mindy could have easily been Penny Hearts. Yeah, as a as a OBGYN. Yeah. That's another show that I, I would want to rewatch. Yeah, uh, it meant a lot to me and my friends. Like me and Masika watched the show, and we like still talk about Mindy Kaling because yeah. we love her so much. Yeah, I just is very very special, and and also really hilarious. There were some seasons that were just not good, mm-hmm. but it's okay. I forgive it. Um, six Parks and Rec. We talked about it already. I feel like I have all Michael Schur. Uh, all of his shows. All of his shows. Every single one. <laughs> Truly. Um, five is Good Game list. of Thrones. Oh. oh wow! I didn't. I didn't leave things off because they were t- tainted by the last few seasons. Yeah, I def- that one definitely got kicked down. Game of, of Thrones. Was like your watchman to me, I guess. Like, yeah, for to sure. me it was. I was all in Game yeah. of Thrones. I read so much fan fiction. So much of my life was dedicated to the show that it is very heartbreaking that it ended how it ended yeah. for me. So it's like it, truly how's tragedy. It, uh, how's it coming along with those books? <laughs> you ever gonna read those? I'll read it. I'll finish reading them when it gets good again. <laughs> when the next book comes out. Hmm. Uh, so I can it's almost like you know I just don't want to finish it how convenes whatever Gendry, Gendria for life it's canon dude you fucking shit yourself I died like I ugh I still think about that yeah you like went online and like wrote fanfic I was just like, on the spot it's it's real guys um he's throbbing hammer between his pants I've read that line before <laughs> <laughs> that you wrote um, I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, number four is Jane the Virgin, which you probably knew that would rank up for there sure, for me. Yeah. It's just love of telenovelas. You know that show gives me heebie-jeebies. Is <sighs> I feel like, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Most of your picks are like very tainted. They're very tainted. I mean. Gina Rodriguez is like to Jane the Virgin as Lena Dunham is to girls, you know. It's just yeah. Except she wasn't like the driving force behind like the sh- like she would. Yeah, she's not the creator. But she know? keeps like, Gina Rodriguez keeps doing things that nobody asked her to do. Yeah. So why? Why Gina Rodriguez? Like you're. It's fine. Just she was stop. set up to win, and she's just like. <sighs> <sighs> like her, I still remember her Golden Globe speech. Like I, I cried when I watched it because it I was remember amazing. That. That was, like, the you first- know. Like, year, right? Yeah, it's like my dad always told me that I could do anything if I like set my like yeah. heart Michelle's, to it. Michelle splice that in and then splice in the, the <laughs> clip. But like bleep out a word. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yikes. Don't do that, Michelle. Ugh. Oh, but anyway, Gina Rodriguez aside, Jane the Virgin means a lot to me because it was the first time I saw a family that like it was kind of like my family. There she was so like much me. heart. There was so much heart in it. It talked about religion in a very interesting way. 
you know, it had like the novella spin to it too. But you also love romance. Yeah, it was, ugh, it just like hit all the marks for me. It was very, very special. Yeah. And I am proud of the CW for allowing it to go on as long as it did and giving it the chance to, you know, blossom. Anyway, three Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Wait, does that count? Yes. Does it? Oh, then I need to change my list. Yeah, you had no anime. Okay, if if we're doing anime, then Full Metal would be number four for me. And we could talk about it right now. Okay. That's like insanely formative for me. Like yeah. That show like... It's a like integral part of our relationship. Yeah, that's Without we, that show, yeah. we would not be together. High key? Like, on, honestly. Yeah. That's all we have. That's the uh, only thing that's keeping us together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that show is amazing. It's it hits so many fucking things. Like, I think I mean obviously it's it was I watched it in English. You watched it in, in Japanese. I watched it in English also. I watched the dub. Okay. Yeah, it just has so many elements. It was just so fucking like it was high high concept like this weird like thing about alchemy. Mm. And but it was also about like family and like caring for your loved ones and it had so much action. That show was like truly a perfect show to me. Like it's just the so animation much. was great, action sequences were great. You care about all the characters. The world was great. The music was fucking <laughs> great. Dude, I still remember that fucking music. We rewatched it recently and yeah. I was like singing along to just you were, the score. You were just in it. When we rewatched it, but I love that show. it, yeah, the show just means so much to both of us, and I think to a lot of people, I think yeah. it still like ranks as like one of the best shows for a lot of like anime fans. Yeah, that and anime- it's like a rare show that like the precursor to it, like the the one that they did without following the manga, so is still like it still holds up, but also Brotherhood, Brotherhood is just special, is so good. Yeah, yeah, Brotherhood is just like, and then like. It grapples with like these huge concepts mm-hmm. where like like really big philosophical concepts. And it makes it approachable in a way where like it doesn't beat you over the head with them. It doesn't make you feel bad for not knowing mm-hmm. things. Like it's very approachable and like it deals with these really, really big concepts mm-hmm. of like existentialism and death. Yeah, and, and it's still fun trauma. and like you don't even realize that like it's dealing with all these things because it's so entertaining to watch. Yeah. And you just wanna keep like rooting for these brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Suck up. <laughs> so good. Suck up. What's that? So yeah, that's number three. Number two is a good place. Really? That high? Yeah, I love this show oh. so much. But I think it's in the same way that I love Full Metal Alchemist so much because it also really grapples with these big philosophical questions, questions, existential questions about like what is life and like what is a good life, what yeah. makes us good people, what makes us bad people. But it has romance. Yeah. Which Full Metal doesn't have much of. It has a little bit. I mean, very, very. But it's also a comedy. Yeah. You know, but like, so in that vein, it's a very entertaining and it's giving you all of this information and make without like, without you realizing it's giving you all this information and it's like grappling with these big questions. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And like, I just want to continue watching it i'm sad that it's over but i'm so happy well it's not over over but i'm so happy that it ended in a place where it's ending in a place where what in a good place <laughs> anyway good show i love it 
Yeah. Kristen Bell's amazing. I forkin' love it. I forkin' love it. Chidi's amazing. Ugh, so good. Yeah. Jamila Jamil in real life is amazing. <laughs> is she? No. She's 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 fine. She's, she's fine. fine. She's, she's fine. fine. She's fine. fine. Manny Jacinto is hilarious. Our pal. Oh Our my pal God. Manny Jacinto, who goes like, to A Frame all of the time. We just like brunch with him. So hard. <laughs> we had bottomless brunch with him. Yeah. We're best buds. That was like season one. That was after season one, and I already loved it. He was like, he was not even a star yet. But the first, like that twist, you know, like I never like. <laughs> yeah, the good place was a shit. Super great. Another Michael, Sh- you know, yeah, like I'm just yeah. a big fan of Michael Sure. Except for The Office. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then number one is Breaking Bad. Yeah, we talked for all about the it. We talked for, about. Yeah. Anything else so that good. you really liked? That didn't make it in. Yeah. No, that like about the show. Oh, I mean, one of the things that still stands out to me, especially after viewings, is how much I love Skylar. She was just, mm. she was such a strong person. Like even such a strong performer too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Anna Gunn, so good. Yeah, I mean the scene with the knife, oh, like that's and the horror on her face. Yeah, and all like <laughs> also her like her her child. Like, no. <laughs> No. Also, when she fucked Ted. When Ted <laughs> falls on the floor, <laughs> he slips. It's fucking pendejo. So he breaks. He literally breaks his neck by being a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's such an amazing show. I mean, I think Skyler was not my favorite character, but like upon like further and like now that I've had time to think about like everything. Like I'm just yeah, like she was she was just great. Yeah. And she was probably the only like rational person. Truly. In I mean her and Asex Schrader. Yeah. That was about it. But There's even then, like he was just like he wanted to solve it. Yeah. Like he had like this like need to solve what was going on. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he had his own faults. Yeah. But yeah. The thing sure. that I didn't like was his his wife named Marie, mm-hmm. right? Like her her obsession. Klepto. Yeah, I feel like that never really Went amounted anywhere. to anything. Yeah, well, I mean, she just couldn't have a kid, and, like, she was traumatized by Also that. purple, right? Like, she just had so much purple yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's very strange. I think that's probably the only thing that I'm like, what? Yeah. But the even the, like, the soundtrack. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So good. And then Evie and El Camino was great. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. All right. Last thing we'll talk about, and we'll rattle off these kind of quick. Let's let's do rapid fire. All right. So I, I classified them as fallen heroes. Ah. Uh. As the shows who were really good or good, and then they fell off. Hort. So Hort. the first one, Sons of Anarchy, good first couple seasons, just stopped caring about it, became fucking violence porn after a while. And it's just, it's just, it was hard to care about the characters yeah. after a while, and like it was just, it just felt too broy after a while. And yeah, just like... it's just, but yeah. I also think I just grew out of it. I think. I was, like I, I, I think about that show a lot though. Like Katie, Katie Seagal. Yeah. Like Seagal, Seagal. I don't remember, but like you remember that, uh, goodbye Ruby Tuesdays scene, mm. like after she gets raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think up. about that a lot, and every time I hear that song, I think. I think about the scene where Jax and her, his, his, his wife or his girl at the time, they kill somebody and then they have sex in the same room, 
where the dead where body the dead is. Body. No, I didn't. I don't. Th- I think you watched <laughs> no, that's that. That's the second season. Yeah, the I don't first remember. Season. Doesn't matter. All right, next, Jessica Jones. First season, fantastic, <sighs> really good. So good. Second season, we couldn't even fucking finish it. Boring as shit. But it was not. It was supposed to be good, right? Supposedly, I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I, I just Mm-mm. lost the magic. I think also collectively we grew out of like troubled. But just well, like no, the Netflix, we, the yeah. Netflix kind of Marvel shows, it just stopped being as like interesting. Because there was mm-hmm. like an era, it's like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And we just kind of got over Daredevil. Um, I personally think Daredevil stayed good, but I put it here because I know a lot of people say that it, it didn't. Mm. Um, I just feel like it just kind of petered out for the most part. But it was really the first two seasons were really strong. Big Little Lies, first season, great. Second season, what the fuck were they thinking? I don't even. It's a piece of shit. I don't even like. Meryl it. Streep is in it. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck up the Streep? <laughs> anyway, she's so good though. Stop Still, it's a terrible season, but yeah. she's great. I hate her. She was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> All right, The Walking Dead. I think this is probably one of the biggest offenders. Like it was. It is was, it still on? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It Why? Is. Be- because. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that's all we need to say. Yeah, it was good. I really like Shane in the first couple seasons. I also think this is just another show a lot of us, most people grew out of. Supernatural is another one. Well, I I was gonna bring that up. Supernatural. Ugh. I actually. That's a good transition. Go go to. I was about to put it on my list. At least in like top thirty. Really? Because those first five seasons will forever be great. But that was before. I think it was bad by two thousand ten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or when was the the fifth season? Uh, it started two thousand seven. So. Oh no 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 so no it's it. Something like that. But I mean, matter. yeah, it was still on during. Yeah, first five seasons, amazing. Why didn't they end it there? The story was complete. Why oh, is it still on? Yeah. Why? It's ridiculous. Stupid. stupid. Uh, all right, Black Mirror. I think everybody says this. We talk, I, I talked about it We already. The last couple seasons were just yeah. whatever. But the museum episode? Yeah, that one's cool. That one was pretty like, There's some gems, but good. overall, it's just like a... I think the quality is just kind of dipping. Yeah, I don't think it has to do with it being less British. I just, I, don't, I just think like the it's impossible, and I guess this this speaks to it. it's impossible to keep that steam going. Like Game of Thrones, there's no way they could keep that steam going. Mm-hmm. So I guess that transitions us to the next one, but it's not a transition. But I just said it was Sherlock. I'd never watched this. Such a great show. First couple seasons were great. I know a lot of people talk shit about them, and I think part of it is because some of the, one of the seasons was bad. But you know, it meant a lot. But like, it's just I think this is also part of like people grew out of it and it just stopped being mm. good. I thought it only had three seasons. No, it's like on. A f- it's, it's still on fifth. Yeah, I think they announced the fifth. Why? I don't know. And and the the thing is, they only do it like once every two years or something. Doesn't matter. All right, the next one. This one was tough for me because like I loved this show, Dexter. It was it was such a good show, and then like I was just so into it. It was everything was fucking working for me. Like I liked everything going on. It was like a little serious and like a little yeah. self serious sometimes, but then it just fucking went off the rails. I I feel like I stopped watch. I feel like for all of these shows, I stopped watching them. 
right before they got bad. Yeah. Like oh, there was how still like a season. One. Yeah, how I met your mother. Orange is the new black. Yeah. Also. Um, the last season was hard to watch. The last one that we tried to Yeah, watch. we we couldn't even sit through it. Modern Family. Yeah. So many awards won, but it's it just went it's, on too long. Stop, yeah. please. But I think the worst offender, for sure, one of the worst, is Game of Thrones. Mm. We got to say it. It's just that last season was not good. Yeah. And it was like, it was so not good that it made some of the other seasons not good. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, if this was Because it amounted towards, to nothing. There was, why? So much investment. So much money. Yeah. I feel like I wasted years of my life with that show. It's it's sad, but like, I think if you just look at some of the seasons in a vacuum, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, it's hard to it's hard to see the trajectory yeah. as anything. I wasn't as big a fan as you, but I did read all the books, unlike <laughs> you. Um, and I really liked the show. It was it was just so good. And like when I read all the books, like how you did it. But did you read fan fiction? I read books and books of fan fiction. I'm sorry, fiction. were those books or not? Wasn't Game of Thrones fan fiction? I guess. Like the show? Of the of like English history? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, the last season was garbage. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have for Fallen Heroes. Anything else? Uh, Glee. I didn't. I never watched it. Also too long. Orphan Black. I wanted to put it on my list. I thought about it, but I didn't think it was good ever. I really liked it. I really liked the first few seasons. But like boring. why? It just never really amounted to anything. Clone. It was too convoluted. I stopped yeah. watching with the other clone. I was yeah. like, why? I think American Horror Story has been on for too oh, long. Oh, yeah. That one's classic. Classic fucking like why downhill Why is it still on? Yeah. All of the Shondaland shows. Oh, yeah. No, I mean... All they all went on for too long. All of them. Scandal. I think how, how, I get, get how, how to get away with murder is still on. I don't know. I, I, I stopped caring about them. Yeah. Just, that was just like spectacle. Not even spectacle. Like just porn. Mm-hmm. Like twist porn. Anymore. You know what? I'm surprised it didn't make it on your list. Which? Community. Oh, it's not here? <gasps> oh, shit. I thought I had it. It's not, I had it, it here. List? I had it here on an earlier version, but oh my god, yes. Okay, Michelle, <laughs> edit this. One of, <laughs> Sorry. Don't edit this. Just leave it here. One of the shows that I really liked from the decade was Community. For sure, Community. Like Community, I think was like one of the shows Seminole. that I liked the most in terms of comedy since like Arrested Development. Because I loved Arrested Development, but it came out you know before the 2010s, but Community just had everything. It was fucking funny. It was clever. It was heartwarming. It was everything that Rick and Morty is without being so, like, dark and absurdist. I mean, but it is absurdist. But, like, Community is one of the best of the decade for sure. It's top ten, top five maybe. It's it's one of my favorites. You can never forget about it, ever. I, w- I would never forget about it. It's ever. so essential but to yeah, your list. Community is one of the best. And I think Dan Harmon is one of, the, like, the... TV auteurs who like yeah. truly cares about TV and like respects the audience mm-hmm. with it. So, yeah, community meant a lot to me. It didn't make my list because I stopped watching after a while. I watched all of it. And it I loved so all good of it. After, yeah. I loved okay. all of it. 
I mean, it wasn't as good, but I loved all of it. Shut up. <laughs> Honorable mentions for me, though, in terms of my favorite, my favorites, Forever. Hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I just watched it this year, though, but I really, I thought it was a really great season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viva. Only okay. watched the first season, but I also think that it was amazing. Okay. Honorable mentions for me, The Legend of Korra, for sure. Whoa, Such a great shit. show. Um, That's true. Young Justice, Dang. such a great show. Naruto, Attack on Titan. Gravity Falls. My Hero Academia, One Punch. All the anime that didn't make it on the list. Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, regular show. All those shows, so fucking good. Oh, Shameless is another fallen hero that wasn't good. Oh, yeah. There's just so much TV. And I, I, I mean, if if we didn't get anything, I'm sorry. We tried to do the best we could. There's just so much TV. Culture continues to proliferate every fucking year. And it seems like there's more TV. But I mean, I think that this was a good year for TV. There was a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff that really stuck with me. I think Watchmen just was like... I think Watchmen changed you. It's such a fucking, like... It's such a punctuation to the year mm-hmm. and such in, like, a meaningful way. It's such a story of the time, yeah. too. Like, it's just... It really sums up all of, like, the politics. All of the... Like, it's superhero and politics put together. Yeah. That just summed up the decade into what we've been working for towards, like, equality and progress. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. I mean, I I just want to say that TV means a lot to us and we hope it does to you. And hopefully you had a good year with TV or hopefully you'll find something that you'll want to watch during the break or whenever you listen to this, if you listen to this. And yeah, thanks to anybody who listened this year. I feel like we were doing a lot more and we got more centralized and more organized and more like better equipment. To yeah. record. Is this your first, is this the first full year or second? This is our second year. Or this is our, we've, we completed a year not too long ago and then this is going on this second mm-hmm. pretty much. But yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of fun doing this and I love doing it and I love watching TV, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, if you listen, thanks. Rate us, please. Spread the word. Yeah. Also, we'll who's your favorite up. guest? I think it's me. Top five guests. I'm asking the viewer, the uh, the listeners, not you. Top five guests: Gab, our producer Donald Glover, Danny Day Lewis. Well, for me, top five hosts. No, I'm just kidding. Is it Santos? It's uh, Santos. Okay. Wah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Santos. He died tragically in the Mandalorian episode. <laughs> but he, he comes back right as a ghost every now and them. then. I choked him out. And he died. <laughs> He, d- he died horseback riding from that episode. Anyway. In the blarg. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next year. We have some things planned. Trying to ramp up. Peace. Bye. Happy 2019. Bye, friends.